Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. Tanitra and I think we know exactly who have the biggest impact for the Falcons in this free agency class. And the Hawks break a streak with a streak for one subtle but significant reason. And last but not least, and for the culture, I think Drew Rosenhaus has a point. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones. Part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. But T, when you think about this free agency class for the Atlanta Falcons, obviously they came in with the big splash and dropping all that change on Jesse Bates. And then they start bringing in Jesse on your, um, I'm David on your mother, excuse me. And then and they rounded it off with uh, Calais Campbell and bringing him in. Even Matt Collins may have an impact this year. But I think the question for me as pretty much – Everything is pretty much a go for the most part. There may be some signings a little bit later on after the draft, you know, uh, once they figure out who they have uh, coming in in this uh, new draft class. But to you, T, as we sit right here today in the beginning of April, leading, getting ready to get ready for the NFL draft, who do you think that in this free agency class will have the biggest impact in year one? So it depends on the definition of impact. So if we're talking <laughs> right. about yes. attacking the quarterback – Okay, that's you know that may be one thing, and, and could be the same person because as I go back to Calais Campbell did have five and a half sacks last year, right? But I'd like to say even if it's the intangibles, like what if he's the guy who by influencing the younger class, meaning last year's class and our Arnold Evakati or the class before that, Adeo Gundeji, right? What mm-hmm. if he starts helping them with technique? that help them to understand the importance of that whole front line and everybody in the front, you know, all front seven, here's what I need to see out of you in order for us to affect the quarterback and ultimately get him on the ground, because is that not the goal? So yeah, I, absolutely. Feel like, I feel like he might be the guy because he also said something that I really like because that tells you the competitive fire is still there. He talked about, yes, probably play 60% of the snaps, but when there are some important snaps, some serious third downs where I know I need to get in there and have an impact, I'm going to be in there. So you got a guy who still has the competitive fire, who showed us even last year that he still has the ability to give more sacks than what any single Falcon did last year. Right. And he'll be 37 by the time the season starts. But also, Jarvis, I'm hoping that what he's able to do with those other players, helping them to understand how to impact and affect the quarterback, that he's going to be arguably the most impressive or the most impactful free agent from this class. Yeah, I I think just from a just from a, a locker room standpoint, I know you don't like to hear me bring that up, but I think that, you know, from a standpoint of knowing where you need to be and being in certain situations and being a veteran in the game and being able to pass some knowledge down to those young players, I think he's going to have a big impact. But I'm going to take it a little bit step further. I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the football. I'm going to go with David Onyemata yeah, because when you, think about, when you think about how, what type of effect he can have on Grady Jarrett, 
just the fact that him being in there, and he's not necessarily a big-time sack guy, but when you talk about taking a little bit of attention, just a little bit, off mm-hmm. of grade 97, because I, let's, 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 be, let's keep it a buck, because when teams come, are getting prepared to play against the Atlanta Falcons, they circle 97 up front, and yeah. pretty much they can just – Long as we double, got we got we got double, or if we can throw another uh, set of eyes on him, yep. you know, and it's, it's end up with three guys around surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be good to go as long as we take care of him. So, and I think eventually you wear him down where you don't even have to double team him. So, right. I, because you have worked him so much throughout the game, I think David Onyemata taking a little bit of pressure mm-hmm. or or attention off of Grady Jarrett is going to be the thing that's going to help him. And you may see a jump in his numbers. And if he him coming in. Being a, a a player that folks at least have to pay attention to mm-hmm. can boost those sacks for uh, Grady Jarrett and, and also if he can get home as well because that's what it's all about, like you mentioned. <laughs> I think that he can have a, a huge impact on this team because that's what the what the Falcons need to be able to do, right? They have to be able to get home and be able to make an pick, affect, affect the quarterback and eventually get him on the ground. And all of this have to happen within the game. Like I'm talking about like, oh, two weeks, two weeks down, or, oh, yeah, they, they at least got him off, the, off his spot. Yeah, we're talking about getting the quarterback on the ground on a consistent basis, and I think that Onyemati is a guy that can do two things, take attention off of, of Grady Jarrett, and he can eventually get home as well and bring and move those guys off the quarterback off that spot to maybe want some of the edge guys or on the Katie or D'Angelo Malone start or get an opportunity once that quarterback breaks pocket. So I think that, you know, those are two guys that I really feel like they're going to have a big impact on this team and because I feel like Terry Fondo knows exactly what he wanted. He knew exactly what he wanted coming into this free agency class with the money they have to spend. And he was just like, hey, these are the guys I want, and I think these guys are going to be able to do that. Not, and to be honest with you, Defensively, I think they've made enough moves to be able to be to upgrade um, in that particular decision. Now, when you think about, whew, we talking about roster building, right? <laughs> I think Allison Thopolis is the the king around here in the city of Atlanta. But when you, when you talk about what the Braves been able have been able to do T to start the season, they have just been getting off to amazing starts. When you talk, and they were able to. Sweep the cards yesterday. Bryce Elder was on the mound. Six inning pitch. No runs given up. T, when you think about that right there, all of the, the conversations about who's going to be the fifth starter, and Bryce Elder was a part of that, you know, um, to, to, um, to start the season. But when you think about the performance that he gave on yesterday, is that something that you feel like there's a reason why he was was able to be so successful. I have my thoughts, but I will, I want to get your thoughts as far as why you think why he was able to get off to a good start yesterday. Well, I do think because he has a good pitching arsenal, right? When you have right. three pitches that you can go to, that's huge. I think that's part one. I think number two is Alex Anthopoulos has a sneaky ability to get very poised, very mature beyond their years. Players, Michael Harris II showed us that, for example. I know he's not a pitcher, but making the point, Spencer Strider showed that he could handle himself under pressure as well. And I think we've already seen it. Dylan Dodd, like he was yeah. ridiculous as well. So to me, he just kind of fits the mold of of what the young, the up-and-coming pitchers in the Braves organization who are coming up out of the, the minors, I think he just fits the bill for what they do. But I also think this, everyone understands the assignment, right? Yeah. You have one game. 
you need to show up for that game, show out for that game because we we have studs, but we want to make sure that we can do things like this. When you see what uh, Bryce Elder was able to do yesterday, what that allows you to say is Kyle Wright, uh, he looked a little shaky in AAA yesterday. Yeah. Five runs, four on a grand slam. Got six strikeouts. <laughs> Just give yeah. him credit for that. But my point being, when you see performances like you saw from Bryce Elder yesterday and him maturing and also shaking off being sent down to AAA himself and coming right back up on a moment's notice and having to produce, that's the good. That's why you're able to say, Kyle Wright, let me give you a few more days. Let me give you a few more rehab starts to kind of work you back in because you're confident in what you have in that total on that total pitching staff. And I think to add to that, what you're saying as far as not only having the arsenal, as far as being able to, you know, throw different things at, at, at opposing bad hitters, I think the fact that the comfort of having that run support early on, with which the Braves have been able to do have a, do a tremendous job of, and I think one of the reasons why is, is our guy nephew Ronnie Ronald Acuna. He's got he's led off in the first inning with the hit five out of the six games that they've played. And when you think about what their record is right now, you know, that kind of means a lot when you go to – when you get on the mound in the bottom of that inning or at the top of the inning, whenever the Braves pitcher goes to the mound, they have that run support already. That just puts the guys at ease. And I think they don't have to worry about the pressures of of having to be perfect. You know what I mean? When, you, when you're throwing, trying to figure out what you want to throw at, at the play, especially when you have young guys like a Dylan Dodd and a Jared Schuster. Now, he gave up uh, four runs, but after that – he, you know, he was able to kind of settle in. But when you have that run support early on and with the way Ronald Acuna has been setting the table, it is – I think they, they are, they are they're, they're lowering a lot of blood pressures on, on their pitching staff when they go to the mound because this lineup is crazy, T. I said it – I've said it and I continue to say it, over 100 games guaranteed this year. And I think they – if they continue to play like this, that NL East division – Man, that's going to be a given. And I think that the Braves are going to be well on their way to do what Alex Anthopoulos has planned to do when he built out this roster, saying, you know what, we're going to have a lot of depth, we're going to have a lot of pitching, and our bullpen is going to be one of the best in Major League. So I think this is something that can really turn into a really great deal, and I think the Braves are taking full advantage of that. Now, T, when you talk about speaking of taking advantage – you know, the Hawks took advantage last night. Oh, uh, you know, getting a win against the the Washington G League Wizards, you know, isn't that you know one that what it looked like last night, you know, because they sat down all of the starters. So it's no doubt what they're trying to do up in uh up in the DC area. But T, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. We'll talk about that next. But first, we gotta talk about FanDuel.com slash locked on because it is the number one sports book in America. And you guys rock with us each and every day and, and come down to the old Atlanta and figure out, hey, this is the best podcast in America. So why don't you go ahead and mess with the best sports book in America? Because guess what they're going to do for all you new customers? They're going to have the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app right now because it's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. You don't have to worry about any flugaziness, people getting all your information, all that stuff. All that stuff is secure and ready for you to take advantage of and win you some money because that's what it's all about. Speaking of money, you can bet on the point score, threes drained, the money line, the over-unders, all that stuff. They got everything there right just for you. Plus, 
FanDuel's even let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to check out the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And the last couple of games, the Hawks have made every moment count as well. The most recent, of course, last night, they got the series win for the season against the Wizards, 134 to 116 in last night's game, which was really, like you said, yes, Kristaps Persingas out, Kyle Kuzma out, Bradley Beal out. However, that X Factor guy, it was could have been Kendrick Nunn, for example. He yeah, was no doubt. Yeah. Play. So mm-hmm. that was going to happen. And they were both dealing with the same thing, except that there was a back-to-back that the Wizards played at home. So they were able to leave the district Tuesday night to get here. Hawks weren't so lucky. Mechanical yeah. issues with their flight Tuesday night made them have to literally leave uh, Chicago Saturday, uh, Wednesday morning, get back here at 2.30 in the afternoon, and then get prepared. So they were a little bit sluggish in the beginning, but that was shut down immediately because every player truly came to play and granted you can go to Trey Young having a bounce back game after being out ill with his 25 points and his 16 rebounds DeJounte Murray really set the table so I don't know if his stat line even tells the story of how he set the table early in that game especially knowing that Bogdan Bogdanovich was going to be out because of load management and you know of course we're still a day-to-day with DeAndre Hunter he was out as well so Jarvis I just felt like everyone last night came to play and I have a question for you but before I ask that question I just want to you know give you the opportunity as well to kind of talk through just a, a synopsis of the game because I feel like much of what we talked about we saw like we yeah. saw a complete game. We saw effort at both ends of the court. You could literally look at the whole nine man rotation and see stat lines from everybody, including Aaron Holiday, who came in and picked up that team in the first yes. quarter when they were a little bit shaky. That second unit, I cannot speak enough about what they were able to do yet again last night and give credit where credit is due. When we deserve to go, when he deserves to get. I already know. Be down. John we give Collins. it to him, yeah. But yeah. when we when we're supposed to uplift him, like a game he had like last night, perfect from the free throw line. I think it was like three or four from three and yeah. eight of thirteen from the field. Got to give him a whole lot of credit for also setting the tone last night. Yeah, that's one of the things that you that you like to see, right? Because we know that he's been a little shaky coming down the stretch, and we've seen guys that look like him, same height as him, and potentially play the same position as him out here balling. And, and then, you know, you know, and I'm talking about uh, specifically Jalen Johnson. He balled out last night coming off the bench. So when you think about him seeing those things, he understands he prefer, he's a professional. And that's what I appreciate about J.C. You know, he, he gets what – he knows what time it is. Like, he's not a dumb guy. You know what I mean? I think J.C. fully understands what the situation is as we come down the stretch and going into the offseason – uh, what the, what the, what that scenario could play out like because like you said he's been on the trade blocks he understands it so for him to come out and play like he did last night you know got to give kudos to him he showed that a- athletic ability and you know all the double pump dunks I don't know if that was kind of an ode to uh, Dominique you know Nick standing sitting up there at the broadcast table but you know it, it seemed like it did you know I, I'll go ahead and assume that it was uh, the way he was playing because it seemed like it was an emphasis on that but but yeah kudos to JC. And also, I got to continue to give my guy a shout-out, J.J. 
you know, the way he was like, I really I'm starting to really like this guy's game and the confidence he's having right now with taking those outside shots or, or behind a three point line. All of those things kind of coincide with him understanding his assignment and understanding what's supposed to go down when he goes out on the court. And I think that the more Quinn Snyder works with these guys, the more Quinn Snyder understands what these guys need. I got to A.J. Griffin. When he has, when he's playing like that, hitting those outside shots. When Trey had met, uh, took a shot, a uh, three point, and missed it, he ended up getting the rebound, and he was like, "Yep, I'm going right back up with it, right from behind the arc." And he just drained that bad boy. And I'm just like, man, the confidence you can see these guys mm-hmm. playing it with is just super, uber exciting because, like you said, you know, to play in tournament, that's cool, clinching the spot, but. When you think about what the future holds for all these young pups, you're starting to see the potential of these guys. That's when I start getting excited, too. Yeah, and also when you think about the fact that a three-game winning streak breaks a 33-game streak of win-loss, win-loss, win-loss that dates back to January 20th, one of the subtle reasons is because of A.J. Griffin and Jalen Johnson doing something that for me, covering Jalen when he was over with the Skyhawks, I, I always saw. Like I saw his growth yeah. from point A to point B and was just waiting like, okay, when are we going to see it? What's with the deal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because it was clear over there that he was picking up everything that Coach Steve Gancy was giving him, right? And right. and working through it and just like, okay, Coach told me to do it this way. I'm coming back next game and I'm doing it this way. We're now getting to see it. AJ Griffin the same. There were a couple of times last night because I was able to be there in person. It was even more impactful than, than when I saw it on TV where I saw them make good decisions good decisions yeah. that maybe three or four months ago in Jalen's first half of his rookie season he uh AJ rather wasn't making or Jalen Johnson even when that confidence was waning wasn't yeah. making those good decisions and you that goes back it. to you know my favorite term basketball IQ and Quinn <sighs> Snyder had a little something to say about his thoughts on how you approach the game mentally And what I love about that is he talked about that very thing. Like for him, it wasn't just the physicality, if you will. It was also making wise decisions. There was one time, for example, where Jalen Johnson was under the basket. Jalen Johnson, four months ago, that would have been a foul. He would have fouled right. that player. But he it was a subtle move that he made, and it allowed him to defend properly, and that allowed the Hawks to get the ball back because yeah. he, defend, he was watching. Also, A.J. Griffin, there were opportunities last night where – Okay, you might have thought to double somebody, but he stayed with his man and also playing. And that allowed the Hawks to really play some solid man defense where everybody just understands your own assignment. Jarvis, how important is it in this run? Not just how players are actually playing, playing free, playing positive and competent, but using their basketball IQ in critical situations that we both know they're going to need these guys to step up and use the noggin come postseason. I think the main thing that, you know, and a lot of times it gets, you know, stated in football and I think it applies in basketball as well. Like you take on the identity of your coach, right? And what were some of the first things that we always heard when Quinn Snyder was 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 brought in? He's a smart guy. He's a, a highly educated guy. He's a guy that knows a lot about basketball. He's a teacher of the game. And all of those things kind of fall under the – up under the umbrella of – 
basketball IQ. And so we know that that that's going to be the expectation if you're going to play for Snyder's. And I think that that's an amazing thing to see, right? When you have a first round pick who we know he has talent, mm-hmm. but but why was he in the G League the first year? Or why is John Collins not really truly understanding what his role is or what he's supposed to do while he's on out out there on the court. Obviously, you got to make good basketball decisions, but if you don't know what your role is, it's going to be hard to make those those the right decision each and every time and night in and night out in the 82-game season. So I think that this team is needs to take on the identity of his head coach, and I think that you're starting to see some of that, just like that play you just brought up. So when you think about that basketball IQ piece, like – that's going to be the standard in order for you to continue to play and be around this team for if you want to be around on this roster. Indeed, indeed. And, yeah, that's absolutely what I would say as well. Quinn Snyder and his approach and understanding how to approach your veterans differently than your younger players, I think that's going to pay dividends. If we don't see it quickly, we'll see it in the future, maybe next season, right? But I'm liking what I'm seeing as the development of these younger players, as well as the understanding of still the evolution of some of his veterans. Now, Locked On Sports today, they might be watching too to see what happens with the Hawks. Are they going to somehow sneak their way into that seventh spot? It is still very compelling in the NBA to see who gets where. So don't forget to check on Locked On Sports today, or they may be talking about the Braves and the fact that they're coming out of the gates five yes. and one, two and a half games up against the the lowly Mets. Anyway, if you want to check out all things Major League Baseball now that we are a week into the season, you want to see what's compelling as we get to the end of the NBA regular season and Jarvis, three weeks away from the NFL draft. Check out Locked oh, On yes. Sports today. Yes, where sir. where can you get them? YouTube. That's where you get us. And of course, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Locked On Sports Atlanta family. Man, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for subscribing and downloading our podcast because we know we are on two platforms, audio and video. So, yeah, if you check us out on YouTube, continue to do so. And if you check us out on the audio platforms, wherever you download your podcast, continue to do that as well. And tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. But, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. When you think about Jalen Carter, T, we have talked about him ad nauseum when they talked about, you know, whether it be two misdemeanor counts, whether or not the Falcons are going to draft him if he falls to eight and and what he was able to He's do. Nine pounds, <laughs> nine pounds. We're going to be talking about a grown man weight like this, you know, like breaking it down to seven ways to Sunday, all that good stuff. There, You know, we've talked a lot about Jalen Carter, but I think – this this time when I when I came across this video of Drew Rosenhaus responding to all of the critics when it comes to not uh, allowing Jalen to go on these visits of teams outside of the top ten, I think he put it perfectly. And and the gist of it was he basically said he like you know what I called the GMs that are that were requesting vi- visits outside of the top ten and I asked them are they willing to trade up to uh within the top ten. And he, he said, if they said no, I respectfully decline because and I, and I love the way he said why he said this young man has been through a lot and, and I've done my research. I've been I've done this before. You know, I is I'm not new to this whole agent thing, he said. And I <laughs> talked to GMs within the top 10. They said that, hey, if he's there, we're going to take him. And I think that even from a mental standpoint, this is this is this was the kicker for me. He was just like, this man has been through a lot. 
you know, obviously, you know, with the legal situation and then seeing one of his teammates or potentially being there when, you know, his teammate passed or and, and uh, Miss LaCroix as well. I mean, Devin Willock and uh, Chandler LaCroix when they passed away right there in that moment. So I, I think that, you know, the, he said it's my job to protect that. And I said, you know what? Like, I may not have been the biggest fan of, of Drew Rosenhaus in the past year, these few years, that it, not few years, a lot of years that he's been a, a super agent for the NFL teams, but NFL players. But I, I think when he said this to you, like, he, he, I'm almost at a point where I'm a fan of Drew Rosenhaus for at least saying and, and, and doing the right thing when it comes to Jalen Carter's mental uh, uh, health. Yeah, and he has seen a lot, like you said, so many players over the years that he has had to say, okay, almost like an attorney, for lack of a better term. Of course, like, yeah. Defense attorney. Like, hey, you got to tell me the truth, regardless of if you are, if you're guilty or not guilty. I'm your defense attorney, so I'm going to make sure you get acquitted. However, I need you to tell me everything so that I'll know how to defend you accordingly. To me, this is the same situation. Hey, Jalen, I'm Drew Rosenhaus. I'm your guy. I'm in your corner. But in order for me to represent you to the highest level, you just got to lay everything out for me. Now, if you lay it yeah. out for me, I'm going to guide you step by step because come on, Jarvis, let's be honest. Yes, this was a very, very dark and sad situation, but I'm sure Drew Rosenhaus has seen and heard some things in his day that he will probably take to his grave. Absolutely. And yet he's been able to craft a narrative that allowed that client to get what that client deserved from as far as what that client deserved from their on the field play. So I do like the fact that he's also creating a narrative, reminding everyone like Jalen, Jalen Carter is not a monster. Like he's a young man who has had some serious trouble that has like now just every day, every other day, it seems like it's exploding in his face and he doesn't even have the, the knowledge base or the understanding of how to respond to that. Right. So, yeah, give him a whole lot of credit for using all of the experiences with all the players that he has represented to know how to manage Jalen Carter. Because if Jalen Carter can get through this, likely the darkest chapter of his entire life, then life on the other side can really be powerful. You know how we know? Ask Ray Lewis. Absolutely. And Warren Sapp, too. You know, like, you know what I mean? Randy like Moss. Randy Moss, like all of those, ask all of those guys that, you know, went through some things and they had to kind of figure it out once they got to the NFL and started making some real money. So notice I said real money because we already know what time it is when they're on their college campuses. But I, I think that those are some, I, Drew Rosenhaus is a guy that I really feel like though that it needed to be said and, and I'm finally glad somebody that was in his corner actually said it you know what I mean uh, so when it comes to that I like that lawyer analogy because that's it's pretty much essentially like what what those agents are in those particular situations and knowing when to say no like hey nope if you're willing to come to he and, and the, what the funny part you know before I say this and then we'll and of course we're gonna have to say our goodbyes but you know because we know these podcasts go by fast when you're having a good time and he said, like, if you really want to, you know, see about him and, you know, come visit, yeah, I'm come visit. He's down in Orlando right there waiting for you. <laughs> you know, you can get that, that little, little flight, take that flight right on down to Orlando, Florida, and, you know, and be good. He'll be right there waiting for you if you want to have a conversation with him. So I, I think that, you know, that's that's something that's good. And I think more agents should be in their client's corner. And if they are, they need to be outward about it. And I think that Drew Rosenhaus being outward about it is is exactly where this these these relationships need to be.
And speaking of relationship, we love the relationship that we have with y'all because y'all have been making ATL Day Ones your first listen each and every day. How about this? Make Locked On Sports Today your second listen of the day. It is a free and available wherever you download this podcast. So, yeah, go ahead and check them out. Now, before we get out of here, I got to say this, T. Each and every day, I want you guys, if you don't do anything else in life for the next 24 hours, make sure that you share love Show love, and most importantly, spread love.